0: Hey, so I had the opportunity to speak at a high school in Toronto, Don Mills Collegiate and, um, wonderful set of students there. I was there speaking on my journey of entrepreneurship as well as being an actor here in the Toronto market. And, uh, Uh, A a very inquisitive student sent me a list of questions after the class because they wanted to keep learning, so, you know, good for them. And I promised that I would answer their questions, so this episode I'm going to be answering a few of those questions and we'll probably have a part two to this. So uh, let's get started. The first question was how long was the process from your audition to when you got the part and started filming so it really depends on the project Uh, some projects are rush some projects uh, are a little bit longer so for example if you are auditioning for a commercial for example A lot of the times, they'll give you the shoot dates. They might be anywhere within uh, about two weeks to six weeks out. But for the most part, they're usually about three weeks out. So you would audition. And uh, based on the callback dates, uh, you'll hear a callback. And then usually, you'll already get the... um, memo that says when the fitting is so obviously if you didn't hear back from them by the time the fitting date arrives then you know you didn't get the part uh but for the most part uh you for commercials is about three weeks if it's something like a television series usually if you are auditioning for smaller parts you're usually filling a gap in the story, uh, supporting the story to go along. So you could literally audition one week and have to shoot the next week that that's not uncommon. Um, And if it's a film, since films don't usually have a deadline like television, you can expect that If you audition, you might not even hear back for sometimes two weeks, three weeks, a month. And because of the pandemic, sometimes productions move slower. So it could be all two, three months since you hear back. So I find that commercials are the best ones in terms of gauging when you get a call back, television next and then film All right, next question. What techniques do you use to create a believable character? So I have a variety of techniques and truly it does depend on the character and the scenes that I have in terms of what techniques I'll use. Um, But I have, what I do have is I, I have a template that lists all the techniques that are important to me and I make sure that I go through that checklist for every audition and every character just so that I'm taking every angle into consideration. Uh, I'll tell you maybe my top three since I have probably like 20. (laughs) Um, So one thing that works very well for me is movement I learn by doing so I learn more about my character by saying the lines and doing the lines Um, and and this I do this after I've read the script over and over again I make I give myself a rule of reading uh, the scene at least 10 times before really making decisions about the character and who the character is gonna be so I will read it 10 times I will get up and start to say the lines, feel the lines. What does it feel like in my voice? What's the texture of the voice? You know, what are my muscles feeling like? What, what does my soul feel like doing um, when I say and hear the lines? So I just get comfortable with the lines in my body but I don't commit to any one way of saying it. I say it in several different ways, um, and that allows me to be free with, uh, in the moment, especially when I'm in the role acting. Uh, another thing that I do is I map out the emotions of the character in a particular scene, and, just, and I do this to make sure that I'm not making this scene a one-note scene, right? Like sometimes we'll just label a, a scene angry scene and, and we just play angry the whole time. Um, so I, I try to avoid that by looking for where there are crescendos and, and where are there maybe softer or calmer moments of emotion, of, of thought as well. And yeah, that brings me to my third one, which is I map out my thought process. So everything my character says proceeds from a thought or an inner dialogue. So I write my own little script between the lines. Well, what are the thoughts that I'm thinking that prompt me to say something? What are the thoughts and the dialogue that's happening inside that perpetuates or, you know, propels me to do a particular activity. So, you know, as humans, we're always thinking and feeling. So I make sure I nail those down. And for the most part, I I rehearse and say the lines based on what I'm thinking and feeling. And for me, getting up and saying it and doing it is important. Uh, Sitting down and memorizing doesn't work for me. I actually don't memorize my lines uh it doesn't memorization doesn't work for me but thinking and feeling uh is a way for me to anchor the story in my body all right let's move on to the next question what is the first thing you do to research and approach a role So, um, as I mentioned before, I read the script 10 times. Um, Another thing I do before I get up and start practicing is I'll research what each individual word means. um, Like a word just to make sure that I I understand what the writer was trying to get across. So I will have a dictionary close by. Um, I will also... If the, if the characters reference anything in particular, maybe a person, a place, or a thing, if it's historical, I will look it up, do some research. Let's say, for example, I am working with a character that is an FBI agent. Obviously, I don't have a background in policing at all. So what I will do is I will research day in the life of an FBI agent. I will research stories about FBI agents investigating cases. I will do as much research in terms of finding out what is it like to be an FBI agent. And even look at scenes from other shows in the same genre. So if it's a TV series that I'm auditioning for... I will look at another show that features an FBI agent and see what types of characters and storytelling is done there. Uh, I think this is super important because um, you obviously need to know the ins and outs of your character uh, and their career path. You know, what's common for an FBI agent in their day and how does that inflict or, you know... What? How does that create the dynamics of their personal life? Right? Are they never home? Is it? Is it? Do they ever see their children enough? Like, do they have a lot of free time? So these are the types of things you want to know, um, and, and you really want to just fill out their entire life wheel. So, you know, I'm a coach. So, I know that we have different quadrants of life. So, we have health, we have our career, we have our relationships, we have our financial matters, we have our emotional and spiritual matters. I do my best to fill out all areas of that character so that I have every dimension and and then I'm able to come to the point of okay, how is this person going to make decisions in their in their story? Long-winded answers here. Okay, uh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna answer one more question, and then we'll do a part two. We might have to do a part three because th- this particular student has a long list. Okay, uh, last question: How do you? How did you become a part of ACTRA? Okay, that's a great question. So, uh, just for those of you listening, ACTRA is the Canadian Union four actors and um how I became a member of ACTRA well the first thing was I auditioned a whole bunch uh, got my confidence up and when I started booking on average one gig a month I knew it was time for me to up level in into the union now you don't have to wait that long um I could have I could have really become union after I booked my first union job. The only problem there was I, I really wanted the freedom as a non-union actor to make, to, to make films and to get my uh, portfolio stronger. So I waited a bit longer until I got more footage for my reel and once I had about three TV credits and, uh, I had two short film credits, I felt that that was a good amount to, to go into the union. If I had a choice though, if I were to go back, I wouldn't have waited that long. Um, I would have definitely worked on my reel, but there are ways to work on your reel without having to book gigs. Uh But because I was, uh, like, I'm in my 30s, right? So I was also thinking the competition and and who already had their reel together and things like that. There's a lot of things that you need to think about. But to be honest, uh, I think I would have went union sooner. Uh, I think I waited too long. I, I booked probably about five gigs before I went union. And I should have. I really should have went union after like my second union credit, or even my first. But the whole point is, you have to book union gigs uh, in order to go union. So that's really how you go actual. Once you book your first union credit, you're able to apply to be a apprentice, and then I believe you need two more credits uh, after that in order to become a full union member so that's how that works and you can always just go to the actual website to find out more about that all right okay so that we're gonna stop there thanks for your questions and I hope these tips help you in getting started with your acting career bye for now